PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Welcome to Cinema Crespo Tiso. What is up, Jusak Agman? The sky. What is down? What the do you, floor. What do, you, what do you call a man with no legs who lays on the floor? Fucked. A mat. Hi-yo. What do you call a man with no limbs who floats in the water? Bob. Yes. Now you're getting it. What do you call a man with no limbs you put on the wall? Art. Welcome to Cinema Crespediso. I'm your host, Chris Crespo. Aww. Sexy as fuck. Channel with Drew Sakagra and Drew. How you doing? Chilling, man. What's the threat update, Drew? Go. Uh, today's threat update is Neon Fuchsia. Scary. Beware your morals. I like it. That's your early Drew Sakagra final thought. Mm-hmm. Beware your morals. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware of them. You do. Because your morals may lead you to a bad place. I mean... Like a Swedish Midsummer Festival. <laughs> where oh. you think you're being tolerant of other traditions. But we'll talk about it a little bit more. But instead, there's a bear. <laughs> so we just did our uh, our Midsummer spoiler bonus episode for our Patreon.com slash So show. Hey, Chris, Midsummer made a whole $6.5 million this weekend. That's not bad for Total, a movie actually like, ten point nine for the ten point nine for the whole holiday no. weekend. How many theaters? Uh, twenty seven hundred. Oh, that's a pretty wide release. Yeah. Right, that's not bad for that kind of movie. <clears throat> um, we'll talk about Midsummer in a bit more, along with Spider Man: Far From Home, and we'll do spoiler free reviews of both of those for this episode. If you want to hear our spoilery thoughts on them, the Patreon shows where it's at. Uh, let me see. I think I'm going to go ahead and put this out first. So the Midsummer thing, well, I guess the Midsummer, I'll put that out. Everything will just come out today. It'll be out there It'll be sometime. There. It'll be there. You can listen to our, our... Shove it in your ear holes. Shove it in your ear holes or not. Ignore it, if you will. I mean, who cares? It's already done. It's in the can. Yeah. But we... Almost a full 90 minutes talking about Midsummer. A two and a half hour movie. <laughs> yeah, two and a half hour movie. Yeah, I listened to... I think I mentioned this before. I listened to a podcast now. That now it's sort of informing my what you're watching choices. Rewatching a lot of '80s action. Uh, they will if it's a 90 minute movie, their podcast is two hours long. <laughs> so they spend more time talking about the movie than actually than the longer the movie is. Yeah, it's weird. <coughs> when it when the when it's funny when it first started, it, it was on track and they kept things on point. It was much like our Midsummer reviewer, just like boom, boom, boom. Uh, but after a few months, as they get more comfortable with what they're doing, they uh, they expand. <laughs> start talking about real shit. Start talking about going on tangents and stuff. And now it's to the point where they talk about... they start. All right, the movie starts with... When they get to that point, it's like 40 minutes into the <laughs> episode. It's very funny. And it's not like they don't talk about the movie or things related to it and stuff. They still do. It's very fun. Anyway, I'm still not going to say the name of the show. Okay. Because it's a Patreon-only show, and I'm trying to get them monies and not give it to others. I'm give, very selfish. Give us that. the uh, give us the money. We need the money, please. This computer, I mean, it's it's on the blue screen. What's the, what's a purple screen of death? Have you seen one of those before? No, I've never oh, seen a purple oh screen. Oh boy, 
Ooh. I've seen the, I've seen the pinwheel of death and the blue screen of death. I don't get pinwheels. I get blue. I get blue circuits. Blue, okay. blue little circuits. Okay. Like I'm teasing you. I'm gonna do something eventually. I dare you to press another button. I, I dare will. you. Circle, 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 circle. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, we're recording. Okay, that's good. Just one of the. Come on, Chris. I know, Drew. Look, the midsummer one went fine. Everything's going great here. We're having a good time. It's just you and I. When was the last time? I can't even think of the last time we do our bonus episodes. Just us. Yeah, bonus episodes. So for so. yeah, so it's not like this is a, a a new dynamic. But when was the last time we've done a Sunday like a weekend show and it's just us? Oh, like a, a regular episode? Yeah, without it's been, it's been a while. Steve's in Tampa. Steve, it's been no, a while. Steve's in Tampa. Normally, Steve's here. If I mean, lately we've been having guests like almost every week. We, so. Dude, we, it's been banger after banger of guests. I mean, we've done. I, I I think we just have to pull back for a second here and just do the two of us and let our let our listeners relax and take a breath from all the awesome guests we've had. Angel Rivera and Pedro Lima in mm-hmm. one episode, and mm-hmm. Steve was there for that. We had Amy Drew come over, and Steve was there for mm-hmm. that as well. Uh, the Blair Baker episode was great. We had Big Tim Murphy. Mm-hmm. We had Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's been like six, eight weeks of just banger, banger guests in a row. Some of, some of the greatest. Some of the greatest. So you're saying you needed a break. I'm saying we need to give the the listeners a break from all that insane awesomeness and let them take a breather with us. And just a little bit of mediocrity. Well, don't say mediocrity. Oh, that's God another damn show it. On town. Yeah. Son of a Here locally, they got, a, they got a foothold on that word, man. Shout outs to a corporate time and a mediocre time with Tom and Dan. I'll be on there uh, in a couple weeks here. I got to promote my ambassadorship of the Global Peace Film Festival, Drew. Mm. What? You know what? <laughs> I haven't mentioned it on this show yet. <laughs> no. No, you haven't. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have an announcement. You're some sort of ambassador? I am a brand ambassador of sorts, an ambassador for the Global Peace Film Festival. That's right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank so, you. So what do you get out of this deal? Uh, I get to put on my resume that I am an ambassador of the, glo- the Global Peace uh, I gotta get the name right. It's the Global Peace Film Festival, GPFF. I'm ambassador for the GPFF. They've been doing this here in uh, Florida, based out of Winter Park, essentially since like 2003. Okay. It was a film festival created in direct response to um, the Bush War on Terror and that whole that scared feeling at that time of what road are these neocons taking us down mm-hmm. and uh you mean the road that we're on right now uh, it's gotten so far off of that road I, I i yearn for the days of bush and cheney that's an evil i understood it's money i understand money i don't understand ignorance i understand money the uh i guess it all still it's still money it's still money, it's still money. god it's still money god damn how i want i want the monies patreon.com and the uh it's a Mostly documentaries. Like, I would say 90% documentaries is what they show. And it's all very cause-based stuff. And uh, a lot of their festivals or the screenings are tied to, if this is a movie about foster kids, then here is, like, a way you can sign up to help local foster kids and stuff like that. If this is about this specific uh, epidemic here in this part of the world, here's a way you can contribute to that. There's, you know, something tied in. Some of their screenings are very successful and they're packed. And some of them, like, barely anyone shows up. They started in very small places. And it's a type of festival where it's scattered around around the winter park area so they have screenings on like the winter park library or the downtown library or they uh do the opening night they get that sponsor to do an opening night at the uh, enzian they've been mm-hmm. doing that for a few years now 
So it's been 20 years almost they've been doing this. And uh, our homie Boris, Boris Garb, over at the Mills Park, if you're wondering how this all happened, he's the one who, he is on the board over there now. It's his first year as a board member. And he brought in me and uh, Anwar, superstar himself. We are uh, brand ambassadors. I'm going to do my best to try to tackle it on the media side. Anwar is the type of dude, he's going to hit it hard on the business side because uh, he's uh, he knows all that stuff. Yeah, He's another guy I've been meaning. i got to get him back in here because uh, he's a great guest. And he wants, we may have to do, because he wants a, a Drew Chicago vs. the World rematch when he comes here. We're gonna, we have to bring back Drew Chicago vs. the World. For, for an episode. <laughs> Not necessarily DCVTW because that's uh, dead and buried, but uh, with some sort of trivia. Yeah. Uh, we still do trivia every now and then. Time to time. We, the thing is, we, those cards I got. You ran out. Yeah. We used them all. It was uh, 101 questions of movie trivia. We used them all. We've officially used all 101 questions over however many times. Uh-huh. So I got a book around here somewhere. You should find it. I got one over there, pub trivia. Oh, there you There's go. a movie section in there. But those questions are like, who directed E.T. and Jaws? <laughs> Your mom. How'd you know that? So good. You're so smart. I am. Um, Shout out to my mom. It's her birthday today. Big ups. Big ups. Ja. That's the classic. She knows what that means. That's a very special code between us. She's on listening to this. So, uh, Global Peace Film Festival. <clears throat> You'll be hearing more about it down the road anyway. I don't have to spend too much time on it now. Fun. But yeah, that's, I think, in September. Okay. I'll drag you to something. <laughs> For a photo op. And when? It'll be, it'll be a meet your Chicago thing. It's after your vacation. When? <laughs> No, I can plan my vacation <laughs> around this thing. I mean, I can make sure I'm somewhere else quite easily. It's when you get back from uh, out of town. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I plan on being out of town for a long time. I know. <laughs> it's after that. I plan on going to a lot of places. I know, but it's going to be after. It's going to be between those trips. I think I might take an extra trip. <laughs> Whatever that may be. Come on, I was playing a whole Meet Juice of Cogburn thing. That, we're we're going to set up a $5 kissing booth. That That's why I, I want to go somewhere else. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be, I'm going to pair it with a documentary about uh, adult orphans. What happens when, uh, you know, what happens to most people? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when your parents die? Yeah, come on, I, I'm, I'm still dreading that. Time. Yeah. Uh, like I said, my mom's birthday is awesome. I love her very much. Man, she got so drunk yesterday, Drew. She's not listening to this. Uh, I'm sure. You've been to the like the Day of the Dead party, mm-hmm. right? And it was like yeah. tequila shot, tequila mm-hmm. shot. This time it was ancho chili tequila shots. That was actually not bad. If you say so. I mean, it's not, it wasn't that spicy. It was a little bit of like a smokiness bite at the end of it. It was pretty good. The upfront taste was a little... The first time you take it, sort of, eh... Almost had more in, in common with the licorice, yeah. like a Jägermeister, than it did with a tequila... But the finish I thought was nice, and then after by the by the fourth one, it's taste like anymore. no, he still tasted that. He still tasted a little. <laughs> he got that. Nom, 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 nom. A lot of people were drinking them like, Ugh! and I was like taking my time and like these people savoring it. They don't know how to drink nothing because it is on the bottle. It said it was like an old recipe, a nineteen twenties recipe that was meant for uh, sipping an aperitif. Aspertif? How do you say it? Aperitif. Aperitif. Um, but it said on the bag, it also could be modern. In modern day, it's used as a cocktail ingredient mm-hmm. often. But, okay. Anyway, so that's uh, cocktails, Crespadiso, so Chicago. What you're saying is the Crespo clan got shit based on tequila. Not everyone. My dad just liked to sit out back and smoke his cigars. He's like, cancer schmancer. <laughs> Let's get that shit going. Uh, get it going. It's like fuel it, fuel the fire. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go see an oncologist this week. Good cool. Luck. Good luck's there. 
Um, so yeah, that's a uh, uh, global peace man. Yeah. Super sexy. Boris cool. is like, there's nothing sexy about the global peace. <laughs> no, there isn't. There isn't. No, it's a you know. So that's what we got to do. We got to try to find a way to make it interesting, cool, and different, and 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 draw people in to a nonprofit organization. It's a it's a nonprofit thing. And you know what? The whole thing is being put on by people who it's their upper uh, west side New Yorkers. Mm. Yeah. Cool. They live there. That's where they're at. I think I mentioned this. Have I mentioned on the show this lady, Nina, that I met who was a film editor? Uh, Maybe. A, a trailer commercial editor. Okay. She edited, cut together the TV commercials for Raiders of the Lost Ark. She cut together the commercial, the movie trailers for Friday the 13th. Uh, like part of, at least one and two, right? So she, she did the first one. Movie was a hit. And uh, it was like her and whoever, like, I think at this time she was an assistant. So whoever she was working with. They cut together the first trailer for that first movie. In order to watch, to cut the trailers, they have to watch a cut of the movie, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, and she hates horror. She hates this shit. She's like, God damn it. But then they cut the first trailer and they realize, she realized when they cut the first trailer, we don't show the kills. We show the knife going up. We show someone scream and that's it. So when she went to screen the second movie for the trailer, Anytime she knew a kill was coming, she like essentially got up and left. She was like, I ain't, I ain't watching. She doesn't need to. Yeah, I don't need to see the fucking grizzly shit. So she walked out of the theater, came back in. At some point, they're like, what are you doing? You can't keep leaving during the movie. And she explained to him, yo, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I don't got to see the kills because we're not showing the kills in the trailer. Am I right? They're like, you right. That's good. I don't want to see the kills anyway. You, so. you right, smart lady. So she has some incredible career as a as a trailer cutter. And uh, so when she's here in town, all this quit a little bit of quid pro quo. I'm going to be a brand ambassador trying to promote their stuff. I'm going to get her in here as a guest. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to just tell us stories. What movies have you cut together? And what she worked with um, in the world. That guy. No, that guy. The Don, yeah. Don LaFontaine, who apparently I heard a separately in another podcast he would um take a limo from gig to gig that's how he lived his life because he could large and in charge yeah rest in power yeah. don lafontaine in a world i could be that guy would you so could you give me give me i could help in you in a world but let me help you i'll give you a little assistance i think just... i could smoke a little for another 20 years yeah you so. got the smoker's voice in a world hold on let me pump you up go ahead give it now in, in a world. world see there we go with a little more bass in a world. There we go. See, anyone could do this shit, man. Why are we making these big monies? The voiceover monies. We need to sign up for Fiverr. Fiverr is no longer. It's called Fiverr. Nothing is $5 on Fiverr no more. Oh, really? What? <laughs> like 20, 30 bucks now? Man, all these people got so smart <laughs> with the, like, oh, yeah, you, we'll pay you. You can pay $5 for me to say something into a microphone. But are you using this in some sort of commercial context? Because if so. Here's a $75 waiver fee or you know, license mm-hmm. fee. You're like, God damn it. Nothing's $5 no more. Now I'm just going to pull people in. Hey, you got a nice voice. Hey. Get in here. Come here. Do some talking I got for some me. stuff for you, for you to say. No, I'm just going to reuse the same the same ladies over and over that I have already. Cinema Crespo Diesel. Yo, this nice lady, I paid her five bucks and she gave me like 30 different readings of mm-hmm. that. You, uh, welcome to Cinema Crespo Diesel. And all different. I just cut. I used Thank to you. cut different ones. Now I just have that one mixed into things. Uh, Shouts to Rob Ryder, AkahanAudio.com. Not a real sponsor, but sort of sponsors the uh, unofficially official well, I mean, intro he, song. He made the intro song awesome. Mm-hmm. It's an original song. It is an original song. And we have the special Crespo Diso cut, mm-hmm. the Chris Crespo radio show cut. 
and then I also secretly have my. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, your, ver- your your version of just the instrumental. Just the, the, <laughs> the I have I have the no tag instrumental, which cuts out the Welcome to Cinema Crest Beast stuff, and then I have the one that cuts out the Trey Chris Crest radio show mm-hmm. part, which is uh, that's the one he's trying to get licensed out. Yeah. You may hear it. he's already used it for, um, uh, trailers for I think. Who did who used it? I think it was for a horror short film, okay. and they used it for a trailer for that. Because I heard like, I think it was on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You were just bitching about Instagram, how the yeah. audio pops up. It was like he reposted something, and it was. I was like, it's so awesome. I love it. Oh god, Rob's awesome. Okay, how about we talk about some movies here? Okay, because I talk about the film festival. I'll be like I said, peace ambassador. I'm gonna be bugging people about that for months. And hopefully I'll get this lady on to talk about all the cool stories. Yeah, I'm a peace ambassador. <laughs> peace, bro. That's the name of the episode. Ambass that peace. I'm going to bass that peace as the peace ambassador. I'll come up with a cool hip-hop routine. You can help me, you and a couple other. We'll get some ladies, you and two ladies. So is my this, backup dancers. So is this studio an embassy now? Yes, yes, this studio, the Crespo Embassy, <laughs> welcome to the Crespo Embassy. Is that the name of the episode, the Crespo Embassy? Yes, because we are now far and ground, this foreign, uh, sovereign, that's what I'm looking sovereign, for. Yes. Well, this is now sovereign, sovereign, territory, sovereign territory here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying You're to an ambassador. A, I'm, so a, I'm an ambassador. You need, an, you need an embassy. Diplomatic immunity. You can't have a, a podcast, a movie podcast, and talk about sovereign status and not do a goddamn <laughs> Lethal Weapon 2 reverence. If you, if you don't do that, then you are not a goddamn, you are not worthy of doing a podcast. Okay. So I'm just saying that's how, I'm, letting, I'm reminding people. 339 episodes, Drew. I have to look at the, <laughs> at the <laughs> How long here. have you been? I'm way too fucking long. I, I don't even... double check. People ask episodes. me all the time, so how long have you been doing it for? I'm just like, way too long. Way too long. <laughs> and people uh, take us for granted is what I'm saying. This is the... the the shit. This is the shit that we bring. Well, Chris, if they're taking the us for granted, maybe we should break up with them. Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, shit. <laughs> or maybe we should set them on. You know what? We should just... just, just mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to say anything, because... Mm. But, uh, yeah. It works out that, for one person. And you know what? That's going to be, like, my go-to for a lot of things now. <laughs> like, just in regular talking, people are going to be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And be like, well, at least you're not. <laughs> you're assuming you're the May Queen <laughs> in the situation. <laughs> you could be the bear. We are dangerously close to spoiler episode. You know what? No more Spider Man references. We'll leave the Spider Man <laughs> references off. I'm sorry, guys. We made some allusions to Spider Man Far From Home that we shouldn't have. <laughs> it's Let's start with a. Uh, all right. So we have our Spider Man Far From Home and Midsummer review come up, and then we're g- I'm going to ask you what you're watching. I think we'll probably save the what you're watching for the second half. But, I mean, mine's not that long. It's not that long? Nope. I only have a couple anyway myself. But we do have a couple emails. Mm-hmm. All right. We have one from Carmella about TV stuff. Uh, one from Ron. And one from Ron about bonus episode stuff mm-hmm. that, that we're going to be talking about. Uh, and then I do have a decent amount of movie news. I don't think we're going to be able to get to all of it. We'll see. So we'll see. See how it goes. Shots my mom's her birthday. <laughs> Once I, again. She's, a, one of not our, listening. she's one of our patrons, though. She doesn't listen to those either. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't need her approval for everything I do. Just some of the stuff that I do. Just like, for most of it. Like, Christ, come on. Or at least look the other way, which is actually what she mostly does. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Spider-Man. Far From Home. Mm-hmm. 
Made Tom a, Holland made 185 million dollars over the in America. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So we're talking six day opening weekend. And uh, <laughs> another 395 for in total 580 so far, mm-hmm. which is fucking ridiculous, by the way. That is ridiculous. Um, that's that. Avengers, Iron Man three. What movie came out right after? Age of Ultron. Was it a Captain America movie? Yeah, I think it was. It was it Civil War. No, there was something between those. I wonder if I had the same thing. Because I feel like I part of Far From Home is that it's getting the endgame bump. Where yes. even in the marketing, it's like, oh, this is... Uh, well, it's a, it's a post-endgame movie. It's the it, first it is a direct thing sequel. that actually... I mean, we talked about it in a spoiler episode. It does a lot of fun things in the beginning of the movie that has to do with yeah. the direct plot of Endgame. It ties everything together. Yeah. It is a direct sequel to Endgame. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, sorry, guys, that was a loud noise. I, I bumped into the thing. The yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's like it's like when they do it in the comic books when it's like continue our continue your adventures with Spider-Man number thirty-four. Yes, it's like when uh, when when Superman dies or when when he's killed by Doomsday. Now you have to follow the story via the Superboy book. You have to follow the Steel book. The the it's all different. So this is the Spider-Man continuation of the the end of Avengers Endgame, and. Uh, what is that? Is that your phone? Yeah, you got me there. There we go. And uh, sorry, guys, the static. It's, this shows a mess. It happens. The, um, that is why it is making a ton of money. Plus, Spider-Man, like Batman, for some reason, has been a character that cinematically has resonated with people. Yeah. Uh, Batman Returns had, I think it was Batman Returns had the biggest opening weekend. No, Batman. The first Batman, the Tim Burton one, for a while had box office records spider-man the toby Maguire won 2003 does that sound right uh the first movie to make 100 million dollars uh in the in the opening three days um so it, when the amazing spider-man with andrew garfield when those movies are quote only making uh 750 million dollars worldwide it seemed as a disappointment mm-hmm but then when this one drew makes what did you say half a billion yeah uh 580 so far <laughs> In the, in the first week, mm-hmm. executives are like, "See, that's what we expect from Spider-Man. We expect yeah. us to to make that amount of money." Well, I mean, Marvel's been trying to make Spider-Man their crown jewel since the beginning, and Homecoming was a step in the right direction, right? Where yeah. it, they set him up as the Iron Man uh, mentor mentee relationship, and uh, obviously, then it's like we're grooming him, just like Iron Man is thematically we're grooming spider-man to be the the big bat uh, the big the big lead the big that's why sony is like we'll even make a mobius movie and a venom movie we don't you don't even need spider-man in our spider-man movies no. we will we'll do anything we can to leech off of this properties yeah. why, why drew has spider-man been so so ubiquitous it, it's I, like I a don't. Damn, it's like at the end of Spider-Verse, right? Where they lean into the, uh, what was that? The Spider-Man cartoon of the 70s, yeah. all that animation. Like, why? Why? I don't, is... I don't know. It just, it hit a note with people for whatever reason. For all of us. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're a reader. Did you read the book? Did you read Spider-Man? Or did you casually read Spider-Man? I casually read Spider-Man. I mean, I know, I know the basics. You know the beats, yeah. Because he's a, you know, very famous Marvel character, so. Yeah. Some of those stories get repeated and just shoved down your throat, whether you like it or not. I had a reprint of uh, the Fantastic Four that has Spider-Man in, like the first time they were together. Yeah. Uh, for, as we're kids, it's just like Spider-Man. Yeah. Just for us, at least, it was just everywhere. Being born I mean, in the early '80s, Spider-Man already like, existed. You got. It's like you got Superman on one side and Spider-Man on the other. It's like where are you going? What is that about? I like. I always like them both. Uh, by this point, we already had uh, the Spider-Man TV show. Mm-hmm. There was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and we're still. I'm looking at that the movie doesn't come out till 2003. Again, I'm always confused about the timeline of the movies. Uh, I think the first one was 2003. You didn't really like, but you're on the okay. So the Spider-Man one and two with Tobey Maguire generally the consensus people well like liked. Them. Spider-Man two especially people like it quite a bit. It's been a while. I haven't watched it in a while. Uh, Spider-Man three people don't like it too yep. much. Right. Mm-hmm. The two Garfield ones. The first one is like people are like, yeah, it's fine. The second one with uh, Electro they, and at, all that. At least they killed Gwen Stacy in that one. The second one, you like that they killed Gwen Stacy. <laughs> fucking canon. But no one else likes the no one else likes anything else about Spider Man, uh, Amazing Spider Man too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, overall, of any of those, do you like them? You, Drew, uh, you personally, not really. You don't. You've never. I liked really the, don't. You don't like the Spider Man. You're a stickler. Yeah, I am. You got your opinions. I do, and I stick to them. Which is why, which is why you're here. Which is why you're on the show. Yeah, no, I, re- I mean, you got your guns and you stick to them. And I really, I mean, I really. You're not, you're not a fan of the Spider-Man movies. No, not really. You're not a fan of the X-Men movies. Which ones you, the, of the X-Men movies? Which ones do you like? I mean, the first one was what it was. It was the first X-Men movie. They didn't treat the characters too awful. Mm-hmm. And I was just happy to be getting an X-Men movie. Now, in... We're talking about the 99 X-Men. Yeah. Now, if we're talking... Now, looking back, obviously, I mean, the best X-Men movie they probably made is probably First Class. Mm, Over Days of Future Past, you would do that? Uh, Uh, I mean, it's a different... uh, I don't know. That's a hard one, too. Okay, but there... Okay, so it's a 1A, 1B scenario. So those two, High Water Mark, Logan... Mm-hmm. Obviously, well, Logan's a, it's a separate feel, thing. If Logan does feel like it's in the continuity, but it so does feel like its own thing. It is also though built on the original X Men lore, or lore, but also I mean it's built on like now several years of you can never discount this when a char- when an actor plays a character oh, overall, yeah, yeah. for a, a number of years, mm-hmm. it, you just naturally build up a sort of like you know baggage with that thing yeah. so uh patrick so stewart so, being mean, old man yeah, it's Pat, i mean it's sir pets too and fucking and old man logan <laughs> yeah, and it's like it the works. end of both of them it's like damn it now we're definitely have wrapped these things up in a very smart way yeah. maybe does that undercut uh james mcavoy as professor x now in uh well, apocalypse and um uh the, the trash we just saw dark phoenix does that now hurt we, we're seeing the death of a great character, and now here's someone doing the younger version of that character. Well, I mean... Subconsciously. He, he did a fine version up until the last one. I mean, up yeah, until the, he lost his hair, he was a pretty good Professor X. Yes. For some reason, he puts on the bald cap, and it all goes to shit. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> like you said, he's buff. He's yeah, buff. and he's super buff. It's weird. <laughs> Professor X is not buff. I mean, I, I get it. You you just did a movie where you played a beast. Like it's cool, but like no. <laughs> Buff X. Yeah. No. He's like I've been working, I've been doing uh I've been in the gym, bro. I'm in the gym, bro. It's fine. I've been hitting the gym, Logan. He's like she's like you. But yeah, so I'm not really a fan. <laughs> I mean, in all reality, the X Men movies really haven't been that good. Uh, so all that being said, now that we have uh, Spider Man Homecoming, we have Far From Home. Far From Home is Tom Holland's fifth appearance when you can when you consider Infinity War and Endgame. He's in an, Civil an Endgame War. for so yeah. such a short amount of time. Civil War, too. and then Civil War was the introduction. Yeah. Right, it was our first mm-hmm. time seeing him, and uh, so Civil War then took a decent amount of time. He had what maybe two scenes and then the action scene so we had like three scenes total 10 minutes of screen time our fifth Tom Holland it, he is now the record holder for most cinematic Spider-Man yeah. appearances yeah he is uh, 
and all this uh, spider. I feel like Into the Spider Verse is its own thing on the side where well, it's, just, I mean, it's, they, all, its own amazing movie. They that like it, it that has gone far beyond what anything Marvel that is part MCU of the, has done. That is part of the Marvel multiverse. They, yes, they, I mean they even talk about it, and it's a divisive. It, it's just central plot point in the movie right yeah, <laughs> the multiverse and stuff so, wait, so but what i'm saying is that it's and, like and they they reference the old spider-man movies in that movie yeah they so. do they do that's what i'm saying it's its own thing it's it's meta it's brilliant it's uh you, you have your spider-man movies Spider-Man. over here and apparently spider-verse is its own just thing apparently tom holland was supposed to have a was supposed to have a small cameo in i think that. they also tried to work in mcguire and they probably even contemplated doing the garfield thing they tried to do as yeah. many as they could <laughs> they were <laughs> they were in hyperdrive for that thing it's on netflix people watch yeah, it seriously if you haven't it rest in peace netflix pick of the week it is your unofficial crispy so netflix pick of the week spider-man yeah. to the spider-verse um, if you and if you already watched it, watch re- it again. Rewatch it and marvel at how you get sucked in. It's a, it's brilliant. But Far from home. Uh, meanwhile, for the MCU, it's like what? Uh, Ant Man. Uh, almost a third Thor. It's it's good. It's in the middle, maybe upper middle. I'd say it's just I enjoyed sli- it. I'd say it's slightly above par. Slight, just slightly above. Just slightly above par. And only Did you because- like homecoming more. No, I, I actually, I, I, I think I like this one more, and because of the villain. I mean, Mysterio is a fun villain. Mysterio and, is great, and all of the, uh, like Mysterio, Mysterio's powers, the elementals, all those scenes all where stuff. where Mysterio really gets to flex what he's about as a character. Yeah, like villain wise. Yeah. That was probably the best part of the movie. Jake Gyllenhaal is fantastic as always because he's just, uh, you know, he doesn't have to do that much. He gets to revel in what he's doing. No. He's got a great beard, good hair. I was about to say, he just has, has to look good. He just has to Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, <laughs> we definitely get a lot into that and his look and style, his evolving style throughout the movie. I don't want to say specifically yeah. his look, but at the one point, you know what I'm talking no, about. No, not sure how it's talking yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, guys. Come on, Patreon. Um, the uh, everyone's good in it. It's a great continuation of Endgame. Understand how it's the we've talked about this in the news before in our news sections. How Kevin Feige said this is the end of this phase. Yeah, and it it's is. not Endgame. This is the end. Yes, uh, and it makes sense. Now we're seeing this like, oh, okay, because and it does. It ties up. Not doesn't tie things up, but it it, it gives some things closure. Yeah, context. Well, I mean, it just it it it's. It, it ends. I mean, it doesn't necessarily close things up, but mm-hmm. it's like the end of this story. Yes. Like, listen, we've been dealing with this Thanos fucking Infinity bullshit since the beginning. Since two thousand. Whether you, whether you whether you knew it or not, yeah. this is what we've been doing openly since like twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah. uh, retro uh, since like two thousand eight, two thousand ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and now we're done with this story arc. Yeah. It's it's closed. Thanos has been. We've dealt with that. We are on to other things. And it's very openly about we're now moving on to new Avengers, new Marvel stories. Uh, uh, we have a lot in store for you. you can't wait. They've uh, confirmed, jumping into the news real quick, they confirmed uh, a 90-minute presentation at this year's San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, when I'm is sure. that? Do we know? Well, when soon, is, very is soon. soon. If they, not already. They, they have Hall H for 90 minutes. So they have the main hall for a huge presentation. So expect... The big announcement, Drew, of uh, the the movies to come out 
May of next year. That'll be the next one. Oh, yeah. Thursday, July 18th through Sunday the 21st. All right. So there you go. So here in a few weeks. We, we, here in a few weeks, we will find well, out what Marvel is doing for the next, what, decade? Yeah, we're going to know the at least half decade. Well, that's the thing. We'll know what they want to do. The only things that will be set in summer in the next few years. We'll yeah. find out about the Eternals, Doctor Strange 2, Black Panther 2... Um, Spider-Man, whatever they name the next one, because they have one more to finish in Trilogy. It'll be his senior year. Yeah. By well, that point, Tom Holland will be 26 or something. And and now we, we Disney finally has the Fox rights, so, so they, we, we can... But Kevin Feige has also been like uh, X-Men, Fantastic Four, all that. That's going to be a few years down the road. So while he's been thinking about it, no. he's been coy about so maybe we'll get some announcements as the titles but he may want to find a different way to debut that stuff yeah. they still have uh doctor strange 2 black Panther 2 eternal spider-man guardians of galaxy 3 is going to no. be very soon and then whatever uh, uh captain marvel i mean seriously uh, they have six or seven movies already that are obvious to announce they, they should could, they can still sit on the x-men fantastic they Four should stuff. just fold in x-men and the fantastic Four the same way they did spider-man and what, what, what do you mean where they just show up in oh and, and someone else's and we, that, and that'll we, be the plan. And we don't get a fucking origin story for these assholes again because I really just I don't want to watch it. That'll be yeah. They'll, they'll find the Spider-Man way to introduce them in because the uh, yes yeah they gotta find a way to awesome have because I was gonna say like you said they're like here's our plan for the next decade right most of it will come to fruition but some of it won't if yeah. you go back to one of their past Comic Cons yeah. and it's like here's our timeline. The end of it well, I mean, had Inhumans, the Inhumans movie, yeah. which should have been but coming out next year. Yeah, they that they well, scrapped that years ago. Well, because no more Inhumans in Marvel because right. the Fox deal and everything. But, yeah, but even before that, they uh, they had the movie. They yeah. turned that into a TV show. They debuted the TV show. People were like, "This sucks." They're like, "All right, I'll screw this." I bet you the sales of the book were not good. Yeah, and they're like, "Okay, this was a, a a bad idea. None of this is working out." So they didn't force it, which was smart. That was smart to not try to make it happen. So uh, now then, with the Fox Disney deal, now they can get uh, they can replace all that with their mutants. And but now they have to fold that in. Now we have an established MCU where mutants don't exist. Mm-hmm. But now we have mutants. This is empty. Uh, can you grab me a uh, what's in there? Is there anything in there that's not strawberry lemonade? Yes, there's uh, OEP IPA. I'll take I'll take one of those. Shouts to Tom Mensch OBP IPA. I just I got the the thirst. And we have 10 minutes left until the half. I appreciate that. I will chug this for the next 10 minutes. The end of this episode is going to be sloppy. All right. Um, all right. So far from home, we enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Credit scenes, mid credits and end credits both were. I mean, the- I thought I actually thought they were worth sitting through. Uh, what did you think? The mid credit scene was just kind of what I mean. It was I wish they'd the mid credits uh, one is a I, big- I wish they'd find. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I appreciated it for what it was, mm-hmm. but I wish they had found. I don't know, better way to do it. For the information that they brought, yeah. instead of just making this a, a cliffhanger stinger. Yeah. Interesting. And how about the end credits? The end credits, I mean... That's that, a big reveal. It, it's setting up... It, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't want to get spoilery about I mean, it. Yeah. So we're not going to say what happened. Yeah, but no, that that is probably... But it sets up a lot. It's... I mean, it is... Especially if you know very, about comics. It is very crucial for... 
the next phase for the future I mean, of uh, the for the future of the MCU. It's letting it, it yeah, it's it's letting you know what the fuck's gonna happen. It is yeah. Uh, it really op- yeah. For, so if you're on the fence about staying for these type of scenes, I would say on this one you really should. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one to, to, to sit through it and like I say, what? If not, then find out from somebody what's going on so you know. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. You can look that stuff up. Yeah. That's normal. What I do when we walk out when we leave those movies early, the Marvel movies early. Uh, we sit usually sit for the mid credits because that's only a couple minutes. We can sit through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we walk out of the theater, I have on my phone. I'm looking up. All right, end credit scene for movie, and then I read it. I'm like, oh, okay, there we go. This, uh, Howard the Duck has a cocktail. See that that was the straw that broke the camel's back, man. Yeah, I was no like, shit. I sat through all this shit to see Howard the Duck <laughs> be like, what's up, and he so that's horror. Fuck you. Fuck you, James Gunn. No, seriously though, you're a nice guy. Uh, come come do request with you, so yeah, cool. please. Um. All right, let's let's uh, talk about Midsummer to close out the first half of the show. The next ten minutes, spoiler free. Truce of Cogburn, the horror movie of the summer, yay or nay? Yay. I mean, what else is Holy that? Holy fuck! Is that Charles. I play? mean, what Chris. I mean, I mean, if you've, I mean, it's Ari Aster doing his thing again. He, he director did, of Hereditary. He did it once. Director. He did it once with Hereditary. He has done it again with Midsummer. Apparently, Midsummer was the type of thing where I read this with a production designer interview where he said that Midsummer was already um, presented to him as something to research for design and whatever uh, and for development. And he was looking into it. And then Ari Aster, they read his screenplay for Hereditary. And he was like, oh, this guy, let's bring him in and see if he wants to work on Midsummer. They met with him. And he came on. So it was already a project that was like in gestation. Yeah. Then he came in and made it his own thing, which I found very interesting. I like it. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's very good. It has a lot to do with uh, a lot of things. The same themes of hereditary. Yeah. Grief. Lots of grief, loss. Uh, dealing with uh, other Interpersonal relationships. Like emotions yeah. as they deal with grief or as you uh, try to move on with life and stuff like that. I mean, it's all things that we have to deal with yeah. and we don't often see in movies. And it's all it, done in broad-ass daylight. And this one, bro, bro, uh, the first 20 minutes, no. Broad-ass daylight. But then when they get to Sweden, white, everything, as white <laughs> as can be. The people, so the sunlight. It's <laughs> so like, bright. The so whole white. time. All their liquors, so white. Um, we have uh, interesting, young, I, I like. I like the cast. I like Florence. How do we say it? Pew. Pew. I like Florence Pew. She's from uh, that uh, wrestling movie, The Fighting with the Families. Yes. Which is... I gotta, that I, I never saw. I gotta see it. No. It's well-reviewed. No. People like it. No. Uh, it came up in people's uh, Crespo Hundos that they actually saw, watched it and liked it. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, I have to... It's gotta be on something. Uh, maybe not for streaming, though. Damn it, that's the thing. Uh, she's yeah, she's leading in that. It's got Jack Rayner, who is the the, uh, the gross pederast boyfriend in Transformers, mm-hmm. who's walking around with the Romeo and Juliet statue law in his, in his wallet. Yeah, what weirdness was so that? Strange. Michael Bay, you fucking creepo. Uh, and he was in Ken as well. He was in, play the older brother. Yes, there we go. Ken. Uh, I was like, I like that movie. That was a good movie. The uh, Poulter. Mm-hmm. The guy from Bandersnatch. He was in Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. He was in uh, We're the Millers. He was We're the, the Virgins. Yes, they're all good. I like all these people. They're all good in this movie. In this weird, nightmarish, mushroomy. <laughs> oh, very. I mean, <laughs> horror. Yeah, horror escape. Yeah, 
yeah. of a what you call it a, you call it not a horror film psychological thriller. it was more of a psychological thriller still, I mean yes there you still are, don't think you get despite the gore because gore, gore is just gore gore is just gore yeah gore can be in anything I've seen some pretty hardcore shit in action movies and, so and comedies yeah yeah, yeah absolutely uh, just, just having gore doesn't mean it's hard you felt more of a psychological thriller of sorts, because it was kind of a. Uh, I, I mean, you mm. were kind of, there was some, you know, there there, there were elements of mystery mm. and what's happening here. Great, and, great dread and unease throughout. Dread, it. unease, a lot of fucking tension yeah. where it's just yeah. like what? Yes. I mean, it's, so it's fucked up. Yeah, movie's fucked up. Yeah, it's fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And gross at times. Yeah. <laughs> and weirdly. As I'm watching it all, I'm like, Hereditary is... It does make Hereditary seem like more of a crowd pleaser. <laughs> really? In the way, at least, you know, no details, but at least Hereditary sort of ends in a way like, well, end. Like, here's the goal, this is the way it ends, and, and it's closed. Yeah. This one, it ends, and you're like... Very open. This one ends, like, what does that mean? Yeah. Specifically, like, some of these little final images. Yeah. Not to say that the whole story leaves you, like, what the hell, but at, there is just certain things about certain characters where you're like, well, why? <clears throat> and what does this mean? It could mean this, or it could mean this. As a matter of fact, the uh, Florence Pugh and director Ari Oster, they have slightly different interpretations of the final shots well, I mean, of, of the film. I mean, it's definitely left open to the viewer. It is left a little open, and uh, you could watch the movie like from different characters' perspectives and see different movies, essentially, in kind terms of, of yeah. the way things play out and, and what, what it means. And um, it's like, you don't want to rewatch it for fun, <laughs> but I kind of do. But you want to rewatch it to be like, oh wow! Because like there's some, like I'm still connecting things in my brain. I I think after I, a rewatch, yeah. the connections would be solid. I would like yes, I would like to put things together in a better yes, it, yeah. Well, I'd like to finish those connections. Yeah. yeah, man, it's good stuff. It's so meticulously put together the way it's written and designed and all that. And stuff. Everything it's very and paced and you know he's. Ari Aster is a very good visual storyteller. He's very good. He knows what he's doing. He has uh, he can convince these people to work with him in a way that they trust him. And uh, I mean, watch out though—you might get PTSD from working this guy. <laughs> Apparently, because a lot of people have major mental issues after his working on his movies. It, se- it seems that way. Yeah. Uh, Jack Rayner talk about uh, he flew. From that set to home, he was like, "Get me a connecting flight so I can drink on the plane, drink in the airport, and then drink on the plane. I want to be smashed." I saw online. I put this in the Facebook group. Someone found. Uh, someone went to a screening of Midsummer, and Florence Pugh was in the audience, just drinking vodka straight up. Yeah, I'm sure watching the movie with, yeah. with other people. I'm sure she needs it. They talked about how for the friends and family screening <clears throat> or the cast screening, usually at the end of a the screening like that, everyone's like, "Yeah, high five! That was awesome." For their friends and family screening, that they just sat in silence after the, for ten minutes. I'm sure. Just sitting there like, yeah. like what do we do? <laughs> yeah. What do we do? Uh-huh. What do yeah. we do? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I've been I'm enjoying for this movie in particular going in like I avoided all the stuff going into the movie so I could go into it as fresh as possible. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying now going back and reading interviews and all this stuff and their reactions and the process of making it it's uh it's fascinating yeah. it's for sure gonna be 
Was that Thunder? Oh yeah. God damn it. That's for sure the type of movie that's gonna gonna be around in the zeitgeist and the horror zeitgeist for a while. Oh, I mean Ari Aster's making a name for himself with these movies and I have a feeling it's gonna be around for a while. You got him, you got Jordan Peele, who else? Who are our new New School of Horror? Our new school of smart thriller psychological based horror. I mean, who did the new Suspiria? You really like that. Oh man, that's Luca Guadagino who he doesn't do horror. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do he made Call Me by Your Name, a bigger splash. Uh, I am love. He makes Tilda Swinton movies. <laughs> is what he does. <laughs> well, she was in that movie. God damn it! That's a Tilda Swinton movie. God, Suspiria is so good. Um, yeah, I love. I love this new wave of horror that is um, still bloody and gory and crazy. But smart and makes me want to look it's away. Not, it doesn't feel so dumb, but it doesn't feel like it's it's going straight to my baser instincts. It's like being yeah, it's being smart about it. it it's and it's trying to say something, do something. Yes. More than just, oh, look, here's a dude who's crazy and a knife and he just killed a bunch of people. The end. I love Halloween. <laughs> Halloween's amazing, but uh, it's been 40 years since Halloween. Like, we can we can move on from that. You I know? mean, even the new Halloween is very much in the same vein of Carpenters, but it's it updated and new and it felt... Yeah. It's a more, it's like an even more feminist uh, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. it's updated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You get it. Uh, okay. Uh, let's take a break here. Uh, my beverages. I need a refresh. Uh, you need to smoke a cigarette. Mm. We got some rain situation out here. Maybe we got some lightning pass. We we were recording last time, and like, did you? I got a zap in my ear. I got the zap. No, at the end of the last bonus episode, when we when we finish very quickly, you're just trying to get out of here. Yeah, because the did rain. The rain. Did you beat the rain? No, I no. got soaked. You got fucked. When the started rain, I was like, oh, he's fucked. The uh, there was like a bit of a zzz in my earphones. I was like, what was that? That was weird. I thought it was like interference. And then a couple seconds later, whoosh, mm-hmm. the thunder out there. I was like, oh, that was the lightning surging uh, and me getting the electricity surge. Yeah, in a couple my, extra electrons in your audio equipment. In, in my brains yeah. here. Uh, so let's take a break. I'm going to check the weather patterns and then we'll record the second half of the show. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us uh, to the patrons. Those guys are awesome. The rest of you guys who are taking the shit for free, uh, you're welcome. I, that's why I'm, I'm meaning to do that more, Drew. I know. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey. Patreon troll, and I am hanging out under the bridge listening to this week's Patreon troll, and they think you're gonna want to hear some of it. But the only way you can hear the whole show is by paying the Patreon troll. And I know what you're thinking. Well, how do I know if I want to listen to it? I don't even know what they're talking about. I get it, you idiot. Well, here is a little itty bitty taste of this week's Patreon show, where Chris and Drew are talking about Sylvester Stallone's. Escape Plan 3? And there's a couple interesting points in there. First, he says, here I am with my lifetime friend and director, John Herzfeld, who directed the upcoming film Escape Plan 3, The Extractors. Exclamation point. Mm-hmm. He's very, very excited. So that's just this is a long post. I'm going to try to cut it down a bit. This is the most interesting part. Escape Plan 2, all caps, was truly the most horribly produced film close the caps I have ever been the most misfortune to be in no <laughs> so he really like took that thing he didn't throw it under a bus he threw it off a bridge he shot it on the way down and set its corpse on fire yeah. for the the pavement uh, but this new film was made in an extraordinary short amount of time 17 nights dusk, dusk till dawn no breaks we ate while we worked one two three four exclamation points man he is pumped and the post explains that uh 
they had this choreographed fight within in this small nine by seven cell and they wanted to do this whole choreographed thing he was like no let's do it for real no we're gonna do it for real let's go in there and you just fight me and i'll just fight you so they just fight each other and he's like no one's ever done this before there's no takes and it's all one it's all action it's all real action and he's talking about how intense and real looking it's gonna look and then they show a clip from it and it's like the weakest most boring a uh, couple of lame punches here they throw each other against the wall and then they're standing and, around and like we still, don't we don't know what to do next and it's super shaky cam the whole time too and it's still shaky like cam. there's some sort of because the, car- the cameraman doesn't know what they're gonna exactly. do exactly so he's like oh, oh, oh. so he's trying to improvise the whole this thing isn't, yeah, no, this isn't good. so he has this big long post about how we have this great idea for new takes it's all real bad idea like where's the in, in the quote he says uh it's like nobody does it anymore. This is such a lie. Nobody does this anymore. No cuts, one long take, no choreography, you know, so you don't know what's going until it hits you. <laughs> Good job. You made a shitty fight scene. I asked the other actor who has a lot of guts, Devin Sawa, if he was game. I said, it's going to hurt. And he replied, bring it. Cool. So they brought it. So they brought it. So they, uh, so they fought each other. Devin Sawa and Sylvester Stallone. It's been brought. They, they brought it and they punch each other. And uh, it wasn't very good, hey. or at least it lo- didn't look very good on film. I, that little clip they showed was a terrible clip, yeah. And just don't should be embarrassed. Suicidal thoughts, Drew Sakaiburn. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Talk to me about suicide. Here we go. I'd be okay with the uh, Patreon toll committing suicide, mostly because I hate him. And I think he's annoying. I, I don't like listening to him. So if he ceased to be, I'd be happy. All right. There we go. That's, <laughs> That's your Drew Sakaiburn uh, Patreon tro- tr- Patreon troll suicide sex pact. Nothing of that happened. Nothing, nothing nope. like that. No, nope. nothing like that. Not even no. close. Nope. Not even. Sure? That was that was a gross misinterpretation of what just happened there, Chris. <laughs> <coughs> just putting that out there. <clears throat> gross misinterpretation. <clears throat> oh, that nine pound hammer. Um. All right. Juice of Cobra and plugs. Here we go. Where can people find you online? At, at four one nine Facebook and Instagram. That's Follow. It. At Drewster Cogburn on Twitter. It's not me, but it's a great follow. And your secret Snapchat is? Don't have one. 
Very good. Never really got into the Snapchat very, thing. Very good, Kimosabi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you gotta got you gotta get one, man. So people can pay you for the password, and no. they can watch you uh, put your post your shower videos. No, no, no. How, how else are people gonna see your shower videos? No, I don't have shower videos. Nobody. Well, no wonder you're not making any money. <sighs> this is where Steve usually chimes in and, and gives his uh, Steve dot at, yep. at gmail dot com. Uh, all right, choose a guy wearing at Twitter doing pretty well. I think it's almost at forty followers. Cool, almost there. Yeah. It's a very good account. It's not bad. It's doing very good. Uh, I am on Twitter at I am Chris Crespo shows at Chris Bediso and Instagram Cinema Chris Bediso. Uh Facebook group also Cinema Chris Bediso. It's a good group to be in. Decent group. Pretty chill group. Yeah. We're having a good time. Good stuff. We're having fun. Yeah. We're just chilling. We're having, we're having a lot of fun with the uh, the Ariel uh, uh, controversy, non-controversy, BSness. The most ridiculous Isn't that silly? thing in the world. How dare this mermaid be black? Who cares? Uh, nah, Drew, it's fine. I've had white white people tell me that it's not about racism. It's just about their memories. Oh, so, so you're telling me that you're angry mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the nineteen ninety eighty nine okay the nineteen eighty nine yeah. Disney animated version is gonna be Altered. different yes than the twenty nineteen live action how dare version. they change it so different movie why different everything why I mean I'm, I want a one to one I I, mean, I want a yellow flounder but. It, Neither of those are the original lobster. I mean, I know this Disney movie was based on a Hans Christian Andersen book. So that's what eighteen hundreds. Mermaids. It was in fucking book is twisted as fuck, dude. Yeah, there's like uh, yes, yeah, so I well, mermaids don't have souls, so he's she's actually trying to get the prince's soul. Her, her feet's feet bleeding the her whole feet time. Her feet bleed every time she goes on there. Like it is. Her her fucking skin is green in the goddamn book. Like this isn't even. It, it, this should be you're, more you're, you're like shape of about, water. You're, you're talking about <laughs> things changing in your memory. Oh, imagine how Hans Christian Andersen feels about any of this. Yeah, he's like, "What? You got sexy mermaids? This is not right. This is it's, it's you, a, got a, you got a teenage and a it's sea, a different she sell seashell bra. It's, Ooh, a, it's a completely different thing. I mean, if you're up in arms about this movie being different, where was the controversy about Aladdin being different? It's a different movie. Uh, oh, yeah, because that was... It's not the same. Because with Aladdin, though, it's a case of their whitish Aladdin being played by a brown actor in a fake brown world. Agrobot, it's fake, right? Yeah. Uh, this is more like, oh, what? no, she needs to have the red hair and stuff. So and give her red hair. Give her red hair. Someone found a picture of... What's her name? Halle Bailey. So close to Halle Bailey. I know. Halle Bailey's. Uh, found someone found a picture of her with like red, uh, like braids. Cool. Yeah, Perfect. Like, <laughs> there you go. Done. Fix that problem. <laughs> Next. Problem <laughs> solved. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. Uh, one of the craziest things that I've seen. Now, this is a. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, it does make more sense. I mean, if you think about it, <laughs> she is in a tropical ocean, which is technically Caribbean. 
So most of the Caribbean people are people of color. Seba- and Sebastian, Sebastian, the fucking crab, is the most Jamaican thing <laughs> on the, the face of the earth. Under the sea. <laughs> I mean, he's doing steel drums and straight up reggae music <laughs> underneath <laughs> the water. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, come on, guys. Man, that song's great. We already appropriated their culture. <laughs> Might as well have it be actually them. Actually make it the lead. <laughs> actually have black yeah. people featured uh-huh. in the movie yeah. using black, yes. black music and black so, Caribbean culture. That's yeah. so true. So uh, should be Rihanna. Rihanna should be Little Mermaid. So, so how about that? Uh, man, no man. It's all about. It's, it's just about my memories. It's about my memories. Oh, I mean, the main villain has blue skin. She looks more like the God Hades from Hercules than she does a goddamn human being. <laughs> man, people, the memes. The memes are crazy. We got we got Guy Fieri as Ursula. <laughs> Someone found a picture of him with with a purple shirt. That could be good. <laughs> I I, see, I could see it with the hair. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got people are, are are they want Idris Elba. A lot of people are are, are positioning for Idris Elba as Triton cuz they're like Okay, for Triton? Cool. For Triton, for Triton. For Triton totally. Yeah. I mean, he's got the beard. They just have to give him like big dreadlocks. <laughs> uh, Terry Crews posted a picture of himself photoshopped as Triton. Triton. He was like, "I want to be Triton." Fuck yo. yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Triton in in the original animated one, he was like a huge buff fucking god of the sea dude yeah, he's like the Odin of the <laughs> like, sea yeah, yeah. exactly Man, like he needs to be fucking ju- I mean we could paint we could put the rock we, in blackface we, 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 <laughs> we could do an all black we could easily do an all black because we'd have also another I think it was Ron who posted in our group how about uh, Titus Burgess the, the dude from the Marvelous Miss Maisel the uh, the big the big black guy the big gay black guy from Marvelous Miss Maisel he's also in uh, man I just saw something else I just saw him in something else um, him as uh, as uh, Ursula would be great the uh, we could do a whole black cast of Little Mermaid just to fuck with people just be like fuck you I mean, might as well and then watch this thing make a billion dollars yeah because it, oh, exactly. as long as it's good it's good <laughs> yeah totally but then, but then what if it sucked like, god damn you guys fucked up <laughs> we gave you the tools and you fucked it up do what I mean it, it's a basic story good song so if you do the same thing it's gonna be fine like the Lion King Ooh, or Aladdin fuck. Care. Aladdin Aladdin is now Will Smith's um, highest, highest grossing, grossing movie film of all time it beating Independence Day garbage piece of shit which if you go back and watch the, Indep- the original Independence I mean, Day it's not that good it's but, not very good but at least Will Smith says welcome to earth and punches an alien <laughs> <laughs> right in the face uh, and Jeff Goldblum is himself so he is just himself he's like ah yes I'm a, a, so, yeah, a, a uh-huh. janitor aliens. oh Apple uh, aliens yeah, so. uh-huh. exactly so, um, I'm, I'm totally down Aladdin or Dependency, they're lateral moves. <laughs> it's fine. They're, neither of them they're are. They're not bad boys. Neither of them are. No. <laughs> None of them are bad boys, too. Or uh, Ali. Um, yeah, man. It's uh, that controversy. Okay, here's a thing. Here's what a thing that I saw online. Maybe you've seen this. Oh, you don't go online. Not good that for much. you. I got to get off online. I try, I try to stay off, good, off the line. You're a smart one with that. The. Uh, the preponderance of uh, white men, it's always white men. It's never not white men. I'm just saying, in my anecdotal evidence, okay? Never not white men. Okay. Who are posting online about how this is a non-controversy. How they, in their circles, they don't see anyone complaining about a black aerial. So this is obviously some sort of manufactured outrage machine type of deal that uh, that it's like, oh, this is all fake. It's like a fake news type thing. They're trying to pretend like they ain't people being upset about it. Meanwhile, in our own, my own little circle, my own anecdotal evidence, we have uh, Sam from Semantics. She posted it in our group that 
she is a moderator of some Disney Facebook groups. That's how Disney deep she is. Okay, all wow. right, she's super into that. <laughs> That's shit. how super deep she is. And she's like, I've seen it in the groups that I moderate that I'm admins in. Uh, people posting some like upset shit about this casting, and uh, other people posted links. So like, I posted, I found a screenshot of a petition that had seven thousand signatures. That because you know that's another thing that people do with the with Game of Thrones. It's petition to reshoot the whole last season of Game of Thrones. It's petition to reshoot the Last Jedi. Okay, okay to change so, the ending. So here's <laughs> the thing. That's fine. We, let's petition to redo the whole Game of Thrones. Yeah. Everyone who signs the petition has to pay an equal part to remake it. Yes, and then also do now it themselves. shut your mouth. Yeah, they suck. Fans suck. It's the 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 entitlement of fans of fandom is gross. Um, and we're seeing it here with the this whole area. Dude, unfortunately, thing. it all kind of started with video game culture. You think it's Gamergate type it, shit? It, it it the first time I can remember fans being angry with creative decisions made by the people making the creative decisions. Yeah. was the end of Mass Effect three. Like people lashed the fuck out. They Why? Freaked out because they didn't like the ending. What it, was the ending? It was at the end. You have to make a sacrifice. It was very just kind of whatever. However, you kind of felt about it because mm. there was this being who was being presented as a boy, but he you know kind of all knowing, and you make these decisions and blah 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 blah. Okay, and it was kind of. It was kind of a meh ending, mm-hmm. and it was more about, like, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was okay with it. I mean, it, it's fucking end of a video game. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. It sucks. Don't care. I don't have to ever play it again. Okay. Uh, and people freaked out about it so much that uh, Bioware bent the fucking knee, released a DLC with a different ending. <laughs> no shit. And ever since that happened, it's just been fucking oh, spiraling wow. out of control. Wow, that's crazy. Bioware bent the knee. No and shit. ever since then, fans feel like they they have some sort of rights over someone else's intellectual property just because they enjoy it. That sucks, man. That's crazy that, I they, mean, that I, they did that. I mean, I understand from a fan's perspective, like, it it sucks when something that you liked gets changed or whatever. And, or it's not what you want it to it, be. Or it's not what you want it to be. I mean... I get that it happens to me all the time with all, bands. All time. Bands change their sound. I don't like them anymore. Oh, man, I, mean, I remember when we used to listen to Minus the Bear. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I still listen to old Minus the Bear, but nothing past like a certain album. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's the same thing with Metallica. Anything past uh, like the Black album is like, I don't yeah, think so. I've even tried. I've tried. Uh, so, like, like, why does that I, drum sound like it's in I game? mean, Star Wars, case in point. Man, you know, I'm fine with the new Star Wars stuff, but the prequel stuff, I still want to rewatch it. But yeah, it's all sorts of so, things where I things mean, change over time. Your but, taste change. But here, here's what the, do you want changes? Chris, here's the thing. I didn't make any of those things. It's not up to me what to do with the intellectual property. I just have to live my life and deal with it. I agree. And, and, and when it evolves into something that doesn't align with your uh, taste or whatever. So be it. Guess what? I'm out. <laughs> on to something that I like. There are other things. Because I don't like this anymore. Hashtag too much tent. <laughs> Hashtag too much tent. There's too much tent, man. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean you got a position for it to change and move on to something else, right? That's how much people get invested into something. So weird. It's just culture. Culture is a lot, but it, is it too much? Uh, I, I I think the whole fanboy culture. Take I think take, fanboy culture Chris, is bad, bad. Taking anything to an extreme is not very good. Correct. Anything. Anything at all. Anything at all. Anything. Everything in moderation. 100%, right? There's got to be something. 
happiness, joy, too much joy, you go crazy. Yeah. You run around like a stimpy stimpy. Well, the thing is, with too much joy, eventually you become numb to it. You need, in, in, unfortunately, Chris, in order to feel the heightness of joy, you must feel the depthness of pain. It's because like, you have nothing to compare it to. It's just like the great 90s philosopher uh, Butthead once said, if nothing sucked... How would we know what's cool? Exactly. That's on the yeah. No, that's I mean that that, that, that that is some of the deepest words ever <laughs> spoken by probably a cartoon character. By a cartoon character. By a dumbass fuck cartoon character. Yeah, but it's so incredibly deep. That's actually true. <laughs> it's like oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Did they say that in the, in in one of the movies we just saw? How can we appreciate life without without dying without death? Yeah, there is no. I mean, you just take it for granted. I mean, uh, you know. Like I said, there's nothing to compare it to. You just take it for granted. All right, here we go. So that was a, that's a movie news. So the Halle Bailey stuff with Ariel shit is ridiculous. The outrage so, is there. The people denying it is weird. It's uh, going to go away in a minute anyway. The, the whole thing is the, the whole thing dumb. is dumb as fuck. On on yeah the uh, yeah exactly on all sides. It's all dumb. It just let the fucking girl be in the movie. Let the movie come out. People will like it or they won't and that'll be that. The uh, the, the stage version of The Little Mermaid apparently they've been doing a, a stage version of it for a while. They're, the, uh, they've gone non-traditional quote non-traditional I'm sure casting they've run a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, so, sure that, I'm sure Asian girls have played Ariel. Yeah, I'm so, sure yeah, as everything. a matter of fact the young Asian lady was the first non-white there Ariel on stage <laughs> and she, she did this public post about yo like Haley, I've been there. There's way more supporters than there are haters. It's all good. Don't worry about it. So it'll be fine. Let's do. Let's do some quick. What you watching? What you watching, lady? Oh, uh, I watched a movie on Hulu that uh, I saw. We saw a trailer for because it was an A24 movie. Yeah. Uh, and then it ha- only had a small release. Maybe it never even got released around us. Uh, Which with one? Uh, Ooh, I'm the, okay, it's the dude. I'm very excited. R- most recently, we saw him in uh, Triple Frontier. He's the uh, not Oscar Isaac, not Ben Affleck. No, no, no. The Charlie Hunnam, the brown gentleman, the brown gentleman with, with uh, the mustache. Brown gentleman with the mustache. I think he's been in Narcos recently. Maybe he was in Narcos. Pablo Bobby. Pascal. Yes. So him, Pablo Pascal, <laughs> is uh, it's it's called Prospect. So okay. imagine. Imagine it, it's a very simple story that I'm sure you've seen in any Western where okay. people are prospecting. They need they need to get this thing hmm. and everything goes fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They need to get the MacGuffin uh-huh. and it gets fucked up. So it, but it's called prospect because they're space prospectors. So we're in this we're, we're, we're in a future where humans have gone to another planet. The mm-hmm. planet's kind of toxic to us, but there's this weird thing that you can get out of what looks like some sort of biological thing that you crawl out of the ground. Like It basically looks like they're cutting open a giant nutsack, crystallizing what's inside, and that is worth a lot of money Okay, for whatever reason. Okay, They don't really go into that Mm. at all. Mm. Uh, But there's a dude and his daughter, and... uh, He's the dude? No. So a dude dude and his daughter. Uh, The daughter's the main character of this movie. Okay. Um... They're the ones prospecting. They get there. While they're on their way there, they get kind of... They interact with Pablo Pascal and a couple of his buddies. They're just, they're kind of like stuck on the planet, basically, and doing their own thing. It's the Wild West of space. Okay. So they just kind of do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of scumbags. Sure. Things go down. <laughs> space scumbags. Things go down, ends up... Uh, at the end, Pablo and this girl are on 
the adventure together. Okay. Uh, they run into Lance Reddick at the end. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Lance, any Lance Reddick sighting is a good Lance Reddick sighting. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, I mean, there's the shit, shit goes down. You it's, recommend it's, it? It's yeah, a crazy. It's, it's good. It's fun. It's, you know, quick hour and a half. It's on Hulu right now. Hour so, and a half. Yeah. It's, like it's made by A24, so it's quality. All right. Pros- it's a little slow. But it's a, it's a fun little Space Western called Prospect. Space Western. I mean, yeah. I'm into it. I'm for sure going to watch that. That's awesome. It, it feels very much like a Western. I never saw dude, in space. I never saw the trailer for that. You saw a trailer for yeah. that? Online or? I don't know where, but I remember seeing, cause I've seen, is, I've seen like, the picture of him in the spacesuit. Really? I feel like this is the first time hearing or seeing anything of this movie. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. All right. Anything else that you've been watching or reading or podcasting or listening to? Was, Any art that you're into? And what video game you're still waiting for? You're still waiting I'm, for I'm Cyberspace, whatever that's coming out? I'm wait, I mean, Cyberpunk doesn't come out for almost a year. So that's a that, wild uh, so In no, November, on there's a Star Wars game called uh, Jedi. Star Wars, like Jedi the Fallen Order. Who's, who's um, making it? Lucas. Uh, did they bring back Lucas Arts? Lucas Arts. Uh, Lucas Arts doesn't really make very good video games anymore. Uh, I don't know who does it. I'm, maybe Lucas Arts. Yeah. But it's a uh, third person action it looks like a lot of fun yeah you're a young jedi using powers and killing like, like the empire Padawan. yeah wow, um cool. and then before that like the end of october this this game called the outer worlds coming out made by obsidian entertainment the mm-hmm. same people who did uh fallout new vegas yeah and uh stuff like that so uh it's very much in the same fashion it's a sci-fi dystopian rpg mm. so Kind of so if you're fun. into if you're into one game, you'll probably be into yeah, the one. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you've played if you've played aside. any of the Bethesda games, you know, Fallout, uh, uh, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, Man, Bethesda's stuff been like that. For a while now. Uh, this is people who've done wor- doing work like that. Okay. So All right, there you go. It looks like a lot of fun. Very cool. Very cool. All right, I like it. Uh, I've been uh, listening to podcasts in which uh, I've been rewatching action movies of our youth, mm-hmm. basically eighties movies. You ever see Iron Eagle? Remember that one? That's Louis Gossett Jr. Uh, Air Force movie that came out in eighty six, same year as Top Gun. Okay, it makes you realize how good Top Gun is. What do you watch? Iron Eagle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's available on Amazon Prime. It's a fun little movie for sure. You know what's cool about Iron Eagle? It has a baby driver premise. Really? Uh, it's about a young kid, 17-year-old Air Force pilot son who himself wants to be... Oh, the, the power. Right? <laughs> he himself wants to be an Air Force uh, pilot. And uh, he uh, flies while listening to music. Okay. As if that's, a, that's the way he can do it. Uh, but it's all bad music, like forgettable. Did the bad choices of music. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean it's just. But still, it's a fun movie. Iron Eagle is pretty cool. Louis Gossett Jr. He's they made four, three sequels. Top Gun is the better movie, but they made four Iron Eagle movies. It's like White House Down and Olympus is Falling. Oh, <laughs> the White good, House Down's a good where, one. Where the, the the good one gets fucking thrown to the side, and yeah. they keep making sequels to the crappy one. Yeah, it's a quote good one, and then the crappy one got all the sequels. Dude, I mean. It's, Chris, after watching that movie, we should start a petition. Speaking of fucking idiot fanboys and their goddamn petitions. Yeah, let's, let's have our own let, petition. Let, let's do an idiot fanboy petition to have... White House Down 2? No, where I, I want them to reboot the fucking uh, Die Hard franchise with Channing Tatum. Oh, they're going to straight up do... Uh, the straight up... Uh, I mean, they, they, did, they did it in the movie <laughs> they, already. They did <laughs> it. This just goes to the Fox building, Nakatomi Plaza. He's... 
straight up the same story. We need to get, ooh, that's the problem. We're, we're, now we run into an Alan Rickman problem. <clears throat> I can replace, I'm fine with replacing uh, Bruce Willis with Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. That works for me. Mm-hmm. How do you replace Alan Rickman? That's tough. Mm-hmm. Who is our Hans Gruber? Mm-hmm. See, I'm not expecting to come up with something mm-hmm. right now because no, that's so no, no, I do. Oh, God, I'm having a blank on his fucking name right now just give me you think you got yourself a good uh a hans gruber i don't know about that man i think you're a madman uh another movie i watched is a chuck norris movie called the octagon from uh early 80s and it's interesting i wouldn't necessarily recommend it but it's out there mm-hmm. it's out gary there. oldman uh, gary oldman <laughs> Gary Oldman is Hans Gruber. Might as well. Gary Oldman is Hans Gruber. Channing Tatum is John McClane. We got ourselves a building. We got ourselves the same <laughs> heist. Give us, give us some good action. Give, get the John, can the John Wick guys direct it for me. We get, uh, we get David Leitch to direct it. We got John McClane as the, as the, uh, we get him as the cop, as the original Val Johnson. He's the one who's the desk cop. We gotta give we gotta give Bruce Willis something. Okay. Bruce Willis can be the limo driver. Argyle. He can be Argyle. Okay. <laughs> He's just chilling down. <laughs> okay, we got a couple. We got a couple. Of <laughs> here we go. Cinema Crespi, so gmail.com. Yes. Drew Cogburn has them here. Drew. Or he can be the. Or he can be the. Uh, he can be the the asshole. Uh, Cop lieutenant, the one who tries to take everything over. Oh, the, yeah, the guy who was the principal, principal in yeah. the Breakfast Club. He, he could be that. He could be that character because he be he's a, been promoted. He could be that. <laughs> he could, he be could that. do him, Actually. and he could do it with the with the same stern comedy that the, that yeah, guy used. The, the straight face, like I'm in charge. Yeah, here, but it's all play. Like this guy's an idiot. Exactly. Could Bruce yes. Willis? Would he have the ego to play that kind of role? Yes, I yes. think I think he does. Disney. Since you now own Die Hard, and when you're we are in your backyard, hit us up. Yeah. Us Seriously, up. I mean, it's, we, we've, we've we've got a great idea here. We got it. We got your Die Hard remake right here. Everyone's on board. We know they're on board. <laughs> Channing Tatum's on board. <laughs> they all want to do this. I mean, t- know they Channing Tatum's this. not doing Gambit, so he is looking for work. Uh, we'll get Ben Affleck to play uh, Agent Johnson, one of the Agent Johnsons. Ooh, I like it. The other Agent Johnson will be uh, Aquafina because we, we why are, not? Because we're woke. Yeah, why not? Or actually, how about this? We're wokeish. Can we do uh, the, the? Can we do Aquafina and uh, Two Chains? Have yes. you seen the Aquafina and Two Chains commercial? No. <laughs> For what? Some cell phone company. They're they're sit they're they're sitting Jesus. they're like getting their fucking hair did and their nails done and like. Of course, two chains is dressed fucking immaculately because he's two chains. Yeah, but, he's, but they're talking about how much they hate their phones. Two mm-hmm. chains. You know what? He's, you know what I'm just gonna do? He just puts it on the cart and he just pushes it away with like the utmost style. Just, <laughs> and they're just chatting. It, it's they got they got great chemistry. All right. So Aquafina and two chains. All right. See, this is how this is how these things get made. Mm-hmm. We, we brainstorm it. They'll do it. They're on board. Disney. They're on board. Give us the money. Uh, hit me up. On Twitter, DM me. We should just and seriously. Your, uh, maybe we. Swift oh, account man, number. God damn it! You said Disney owns the rights. Yeah, they do now because it's Fox. Son of a bitch. <laughs> bitch is correct. That could be good news though for the death of uh, this McLean Year One movie. Mm, good, please, man. It's totally unless it's star- Ch- unless it's starring Channing Tatum. It's not. Then fuck it. Email time. Here we go. <laughs> Choose a card. We'll take it away. Uh, we got an email from Ron. What is up, Ron? Uh, a couple of days ago, actually, that you sent it to me. For the bonus episode. But, and it's entitled, hey, bonus episode. 
but we forgot to read it, so we're going to read it on the free episode. I was wondering if y'all, like me and old school, watched Neon Gen- Genesis Evangelion, the old, the old uh, old school anime. No, I it never. I used never, to be on Adult Swim. I know. And Toonami back in the day. I watched. It's still just giant robots in space, right? Is it? Mm, kind of. It's other stuff? I mean, I watched yes, Gundam they're robots, but the people. The people are inside, and like the rope, they're not necessarily rope. Like they're kind of fleshy, and there's like oh, really? this weird, crazy no, I, sci-fi occult twist to it at the end. I didn't watch none of that. No, I I, 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 watched Gundam. I I watched it not in order and very high. So I only <laughs> have like I remember visual stuff about it. Like I remember some of the fights. I remember this weird legless thing with like six eyes on a cross. Mm-hmm. Like it's fucking strange. That does sound cool. Uh, if you have, what are your memories of it? Well, I guess we just, just did that. Just did that. <laughs> Sorry, thanks, Ron. Ron. Yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, it helps with my awakening to my current self, and the new one on Netflix right now is not the same. Huh. So I wondered if you guys would do a bonus of a review of the whole series, but only if y'all want to. Uh, well, I don't have the background on it uh, to be able to give a good comparison to the Netflix one, so I don't think we'll be able to. We are going to do for Ron, though. I think we talked about this before. Uh, he wants us DC to do thing. a DC app thing. I'm going to sign yeah. up for that soon and so we'll we can start dive. watching that. We're going to do a deep dive on the app and all the shows. But since Ron is an executive producer tier level of our Patreon, he gets to help dictate the... The I mean, content that we do, you guys can do the same. You just you gotta pay us. You just gotta pay the the, the, the you gotta pay the producer. fee. You gotta pay the fee, and then you're in. You're in like Flint. Also, Shots I know Chris is a cruise expert. <laughs> I've been on two cruises, but he also brings his fam. I'm yes. taking my mom to the last T and D in April, but I wanted to know how do you have cruise romance with your family in such a small space? That is very funny. He's, I worried she would funny. cock block me when I try to get some Senegal chick that cooks the hot dogs. <laughs> oh, Ron. <laughs> Happy to support y'all, Ron. That's so funny. So how do you do it, Chris? How, how, do, you, how do you get your cruise freak on with your family around? It can't. Uh, yeah, I've only been on two cruises. My mom's idea always. So I'm always sharing a room with my brother. There's no sort of, we don't talk about it. There's no like, Put a sock on the door. So basically, neither of you are trying to have cruise sex in your room. Not, yeah, not in the room. See, that's the thing. Not many single ladies going on cruises by themselves. And if they do, they're doing the same thing that you are with your brother. I think Ron, he got a better chance looking for the single dude. Just saying, not trying to be stereotypical about it, but since Ron is, uh, you know, uh, bi, gay, whatever. Whatever. But he, he's for sure all out there, like, having fun with them dudes. I feel like on a cruise, you're more likely to find guys traveling by themselves with uh, single cabins than you, and looking to hook up than you are women. Uh, it, it feels like gender normative type shit, but it still feels like accurate. When I'm on these cruises, I ain't seen very many uh, available single ladies. ladies. Yeah, single ladies like single ladies. I want to be like, oh yeah, uh-huh. what's up? It's like, what's up, uh, Mima? <laughs> you well, here by yourself? I mean, Mima's on retirement. She's got that government check coming in. I know. So it's, it's uh, I ain't trying to kink shame <laughs> for people who are into like who do the mature searches on Pornhub or whatever. But uh, for for myself, it's more like it. when I see these like when the, these vacations roll up. Is a chance for me to sort of uh, detach, relax, meditate, read, and drink my ass off from wake up to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can get lucky somehow, cool, like cool. With the fam, it's tough. He's going to T and D cruise though. As a Tom and Dan cruise, that's there's way more people there to party. And there are specifically there are more people like in this age range and whatever. 
I feel like that is you're more set up to actually hook up with someone in that scenario anyway. Uh, so there being with his mom might be tough. He may find someone else. Uh, uh, pool decks late at night. Perfect place for that shit. Not perfect. You can find some dark corners, but people use them regardless. Less chance of being seen on uh, ship cams, ship cameras. Also, I go Royal Caribbean. I think they do uh, Norwegian. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't cruise. I, I don't know. I got my next cruise around. My next cruise coming up in January 2020. Uh, I'll let you know uh, if I get if I get a piece of ass, and if so, where? <laughs> All right. I can't wait for Chris's booty update. <laughs> cruise booty update. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got an email from Carmela. What's up, Carmela? Oh wait, shit, Carmela. He gets one of these. Uh, Send me that. He said that was his theme song. Uh, it's entitled "What's on the Telly." What's on the Telly? Oh, here we go. What's on talking the telly? about uh, two shows, Legion, and I think you should leave. Yes, Legion. Here we go. Legion. I bailed out halfway through season two. Why? I wasn't sure why at the time. <laughs> I picked it back up after you and Drew started talking about season three, mm-hmm. and I finally finally figured it out during the episode with the multiple David timelines oh in the middle god. of the season. One of the, so much fun. One of the greatest. So fucking wacky is oh god. One of the greatest episodes that TV ever created. Uh, my problem is with Dan Stevens. He doesn't have the range to play a powerful mutant suffering from mental illness. Oh, I like Dan. He's not charismatic enough to be like Abel or good enough actor to pull off crazy either. Dan Stevens isn't horrible, but he's not that good either. Basically, he's as serviceable as the main character. After I accepted that fact, I started watching again because everything else about Legion is amazing. Mm -hmm. The writing, the other casting directions, the music. But the music is so fucking good. It's all on point. You know know Noah Hawley is like picking every song. Or maybe he has a music advisor that helps him too. A lot of these people do have supervisors. But yeah, man, the music is great. The lighting, the set design, and everything else about this super tripped out superhero show. The season 3 show where they introduce Switch is one of my favorite all-time episodes of any show. That first episode? God damn it. (laughs) The demon. (laughs) If you've never watched Legion before, you could almost pick it up with that episode. Available on FX. Yes, for sure it is available yeah. on FX. Yeah. And I think you should leave me. Or I think you should leave. This sketch comedy show straddles the area between Mr. Show and the Adult Swim stuff. It has a few sketch clunkers, but when it's working, the comedy approaches brilliance. Hmm. Lots of cameos and weirdness all around. This one is destined to be a cult classic, if not just a classic comedy sketch show. Available on Netflix. Later, dudes. Awesome. Thanks, Carmella. All right, let's, let's take this one at a time. Going backwards. I think you should leave. I think you should leave. I think this guy worked on SNL. And apparently this is a lot of stuff that like... Didn't make it. Got rejected. And it's like, this is what I wanted to do. That Lauren was like, no. It's like, well, this is this is mob craziness. Which is why, like he said, I've seen the same assessment in other places. Some of it falls flat. Some of it's kind of brilliant. Well, so maybe, maybe you should watch it. Um, Legion. Yeah. Episode two, yeah, pretty good. You see it, yeah, of course, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Switch character is great. I like Switch. Switch is really awesome. I like the the, the time travel stuff. They continue down that road, and I like how now it's a lot is hinging on apparently the the Carrie. What's the male version? It's Carrie. Are they both Carrie? The la- the one with the sword is Carrie. Yeah. What's the male version? I forget. I think I think Carrie too. They're yeah. both Carrie. Yeah, right? Carrie. They, yeah. they share the same name. The how it it came around at the end at the episode and he was like 
do you believe he's going to save the world? He's the world breaker. And he's convincing people that he's going to save the world by breaking it. Come on, guys. He's one of these, uh, in order to, to save the rainforest now, we have to torch it. <laughs> in mean, order to catch the burglar, I we don't have think, to torch the rainforest. I don't think he's decided to torch it yet. I still think he genuinely thinks that he's going to save the world. But he's for sure like trying to like wipe out. It's going back to how he drugged. Drug. It's the whole drugging analogy, the date yeah. analogy, where he wiped uh the that chick's mind. Like, yeah. What's her name? I, I don't know any. I don't know. <laughs> I know none of the characters' names. Doesn't matter. Wiped, the pyro one. The, yeah. Wiped the her, hot blonde. The hot blonde wiped her mind to to have sex with her. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like you raped me. It's like what are you talking about? Yeah. No, it's all good, man. I just made it so you like you will let me fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so you raped her. Cool. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You, you, bad, you bad fucker. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I was on board with him until the last episode. I was still trying to be like, you know, you, you I, can be a good guy. You, you can be a good guy. Good. You good. Good. No, he's, no, you're an evil son of a bitch. He's never been good. God no. damn it. The um, the oh, God. this show is fucking me up. Fucking Night King is amazing. The Night King, Farouk. All that stuff Farouk, was great. He, oh, I, he's a great him, actor. Him being the villain and then... But he's not the villain. Now he's... the villain, but he's not the villain. But now he's... He is the he's But now... Uh, yeah, it's... God. It's so weird. The show's twisting me up. I love it. Everything about it. It's so much fun. Uh, Everything looks all crazy. Is now, it be- and now the liquid's red. Is what the be- fuck? The liquid's red! What the fuck? <sighs> uh, is it because we like the guests so much that we like Dan Stevens? Uh, I mean... I'm not gonna... Because he's saying Dan Stevens is a weak part of the show. I mean, I don't think he's the weak part of the show. <sighs> is there a weak part of the show? I don't think so. That's just it. I'm not convinced that there is a weak part of the show. I'm enjoying I'm, it so much. I'm enjoying it very much. I, I mean, I enjoy Dan Stevens for what he's doing. I mean, I don't think for like acting in extremes. I don't think he does. He doesn't move from like extreme to extreme. So like crazy and manic to depressive and anything like that. But I interesting. I mean, he's fine for how he maybe is. that's, maybe that's Carmel saying that he's just fine. Yeah. He, he, I guess he's not great. I wouldn't say he's great. It doesn't, it? it doesn't matter. He, he doesn't, doesn't have need to be. be the rest of the show is so fucking good. I guess that's what he's saying. That's what Carmel saying. He's just, and a, he had to come, he had to come around that we bought right into it. He had to come around. That's fine. So. He's, he's just a cog in the machine. The machine is the beautiful <laughs> the part. Machine. He's just a cog. The machine is amazing. <laughs> The machine is truly amazing. Uh, As a whole, who gives a fuck about the parts? It's it's the whole. <laughs> yes, isn't that incredible? Uh, okay, thanks, Carmelo. We appreciate it, buddy. We only have a few minutes left here. We're running. Out of, we're actually we're generally running out of time. All right. So I have seven stories here. You're gonna whittle down two. Maybe one. All right. I'm gonna lump two together. L- let's get them two lumped. The other stories can be heard. As we've been saying over and over on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Crespedizo. It's coming. So, um, okay. Two stories on them together. First off, this is interesting. First off, Moopy Pass, still a thing. Really? Uh, I figured it just fucking ended belly up done. You would have thought so. Apparently, it, it's at trading at like negative four cents a share or something. It's bad, bad. Um... Latest in Moopy Pass news, they are shutting down for several weeks, an undisclosed amount of weeks. Movie Pass users who are still Done. sticking around, they tried to use it, and it Done. says that they've been... Uh, it's finally over. <laughs> no, but they're saying... No, it's over. You think so? They're not coming back. All right. The official word is... Um, let's see. What's, what? This is from Movie Pass CEO Mitch Lowe. 
There's never a good time to have to do this, but to complete the improved version of our app, one that we believe will provide a much better experience for our subscribers, it has to be done. Talking about the shutdown. Good for you. So they're not coming back. So the shutdown this summer. Drew thinks they're not coming back. Not coming back. All right. No reason to. There is no reason to. You you're you're going to shut down. You're going to lose customers during the shutdown. <laughs> By the time you come back, you're going to need to recoup more money than you can because you just updated your fucking app, you retards. And you know what's going to happen during that shutdown? We don't like to use the R word around here. You know what? <laughs> Drew just got so hot. Don't got hot it. under the collar. <laughs> he got 90s with you. You know what's going to happen during the shutdown? By the end of July, you know what we're going to get down with, Drew? What? That. Regal Cinemas. Oh, they're finally doing yes. it? Yeah! I'm totally coming. getting on that shit. Uh, Regal Cinemas. We've talked about this on the show before. Just they, waiting on it. Their parent company. Now, I didn't know the details. I just knew that there was a Regal movie club program. That we couldn't be a part of. Because it, it, it was in Europe. Yeah. It was in the UK. I, didn't, I never looked into the specifics. I was like, whenever it gets here, it gets here. Um, Regal, their parent company, is actually a London-based company called Cineworld. Okay. Cineworld has been using a subscription service for their theaters in the UK for over a decade. Wow. And we are finally getting it. Cool. Um, Drew and I, we're excited about it because the from, I'm a weekly movie goer. From, from our front door to the auditorium, it's ten, ten minutes. Top fifteen with traffic. Fifteen with like Friday evening traffic. It's ten minutes. It's dope as fuck for uh, dabs purposes. Yeah. Um. So this is according to the deadline. They're reporting that uh, this Regal service will be coming to us, Drew, by the end of July. Cineworld is rolling this cool. out. There will be three tiers. There will be an eighteen dollar. $21 and $24 tier. These tiers determine what, not how many movies you can see, but what theater you can see these movies at. Oh. It's based on region. Okay. So for us, if we only care about the one that's close to us, because we very rarely do we go to Point Orlando no. or anything like that. If we only care about that, it's very possible that could be an $18 tier theater for us. Fantastic. That'd be right. Paid eighteen dollars. Now uh, it is reported that they will want a a year up front. So okay, you got to drop two hundred go. something bucks. Yours. You get unlimited, truly unlimited uh, access to that theater. They have not worked out yet or announced how they will do um, upgrades, premiums, three D stuff like. I that. mean, I see at least four movies a month. So come on. <laughs> now, um, if you get the eighteen dollars here and you find yourself in a situation, say we want to see a movie that's only playing at a Regal uh, at the Point Orlando mm. or somewhere else, uh, and it's not quote in our market like HMO yeah. style, it'll be like a two or three dollar upgrade. So you have to pay like two bucks, whatever done. for your ticket, three dollars for your ticket. Dunzo. Um. So there you go. You're looking at anywhere from two sixteen for a low tier yearly subscription to two eighty eight for the top tier. It's coming to Regal. So between the Regal one, they've already been doing it with Cineworld in UK. Between the Regal subscription service, the AMC subscription service, that's over fifty percent of the uh theater market share between those two companies. Uh, Deuces Movie Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck them deuces. You're gone. And with that, here's the Cogburn. It is time for our final thoughts. Our Crespo. I already did mine. You did no. You're off the hook on this one. I did mine already. You did your. <laughs> you, you dropped your Cogburn contemplations during the intro. You're good. Sit back, relax. 
Let me come up with our moral. And you stare at the audience. Now, let me look at the audience. Turn to the camera. <laughs> let me turn to the camera and the studio audience. What is our moral for today's episode? Uh, know when to shut down and know when to stick around. What is that sound? Those are the storms of the summer coming to fry your equipment. Uh, Drew Sikhaibern. Chris Crespo. Thank you so much. You're welcome, sir. Let me shut that off. And our listeners listening right now to the free show, you are welcome for this week's fantastic episode of Cinema Crespo. So we'll be back next week with episode 340. We do have a guest scheduled. It is a first-time guest, someone who is actually in production on a short film. It's going to be one of our youngest guests ever. Actually, this is going to be very interesting. Looking forward to it. And that sound is Odin telling us <laughs> to shut that shit down. So, peace out, you motherfuckers. PFT Media Production.